Let's open your Bibles. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 12. 2 Corinthians, chapter 12. Right. Let's all stand, please, and I will read this. Just follow with your eyes. I will start from verse number 1 to verse number 10. It's a good reading. This um, chapter here is really um, a blessing. If uh, we look at the situation of the Apostle Paul uh, being, you know, um, he was bombarded with problems and, and trials in, in the, uh, and, and thorn in the flesh, and yet um, he took it as a blessing. He took it as a blessing. So that the glory of God may rest upon him. So I think that is a, uh, I think uh, something that we can learn tonight um, in our church. We have a lot of people that are facing with problems and trials and um, uh, you know afflictions in the flesh and perhaps financially too. And here we can see that all these things are just God's gift to us or blessing to us. And uh, there are reasons to this. Let's, um, I'll, I'll read from verse number 1. You follow with your eyes. All the way to verse number 10. Just let me read this. The Bible says, It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ about 14, 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the third heaven, and I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the, uh, out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise, and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such an one will I glory, yet of, my, um, of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I should not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest anyone should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, um, for this great example of this uh, man of God, uh, Apostle Paul, for what he has uh, experienced, Lord, in his own um, personal walk with you. And that same experience of God, um, um, it's a great blessing to see how he responded to those experiences. And Lord, um, this will also show us in our own responses, um, in the things that will happen to us, whether in reproaches or in um, afflictions and in infirmities, and uh, things, Lord, that will cause pain, and um, whatever things, Lord, that we 
don't like to happen to our life, to our body, and yet um, it might happen. But Lord, we thank you that uh, you have given us um, way, Lord, and uh, pattern of um, responses, and that Lord, how we um, respond to these kind of things, and and everything, Lord, I pray that. Uh, we will all uh, be giving glory to your name, whether we are experiencing hardship and trials in life. And uh, Lord, uh, bless also this passage of scripture and help your people, oh Lord, to gain understanding from here. And that Lord will be taught in the way um, to live our life in, uh, in a manner that will give glory to your name. Thank you, Father, for um, this um, time of our gathering together bless our uh, service tonight give us victory in our hearts and bless also our members who are still on the way and those people lord who are not able to come i pray that you will impress upon them lord the importance of service and help them lord and and call them um, to serve you call them lord um, to give their time and their life to you we thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen please uh, be seated the sufficiency of God's grace. That's what I choose as a title of this message tonight. Um, there is sufficiency in um, the grace of God. And the scripture that really uh, we will revolve around in this message is um, this one here in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse number 1. But also uh, we will look at this verse. It's very uh you know, important verse also to take, chapter 9 and, and verse number 8. It says here, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. So here, um, this verse um, consists of you know, uh, the Apostle Paul magnifying the grace of God in his life. And the same thing, um, whatever things that happens to us, we will magnify the Lord. And in second part of the reading, that the first reading that we, um, that we had is that chapter 12, verse number 10, over verse number 1 to 10, this one consists of the whole page here of the Apostle Paul's biography, um, and, and his experience that he testified about what happened to him and, and again in, in, in which he has proven God. He was able to see that God is uh, really good to him. So for us Christians, uh, for us who believe in God, who love the Lord Jesus Christ, um, we, we always need the grace of God. We always need God's grace, not just the dying grace, but also the living grace. Um, to live our life this time, we really need to be strong in the knowledge and also to, to be, um, you know, embracing the grace of God all the time. So we will experience um, God's grace. And when we do, uh, we, we see that this is, the, uh, the grace of God is sufficient. It's all the time sufficient. Sometimes we are not content. Sometimes we feel like, um, you know, the Lord has um, not giving us uh, blessing and, and, and God favors other pe people over us. But I will tell you, it's not. It's just, just what happened here. The Apostle Paul, remember him. He prayed to God. 
he prayed for others and the Lord listened and hear his prayer for others. Uh, he healed the sick, he raised the dead uh, to life. And he's got a lot of victories, spiritual victories, um, as the Lord gave him. And yet now it's his time to pray for his own weakness. It's time for him to pray for his own, you know, health. It's time for him to seek the Lord favor upon his own body. And then the Lord said no. <laughs> three times, three times he asked the Lord and God said no. But every time he prayed for others, God will say yes. If he prays for others, God will say yes. If now the time came that he had to pray for his own. And it's sad, you know, in our carnal mind, in our um, limited mind, we do not understand. And uh, for a carnal person to experience this kind, that will cause the person to get discouraged and uh there's no point of serving the Lord. I am in need, and then there's no one that will supply my need. If other others be, uh, other people uh, have need, then I will be there to help them, and then no one will help me. So that kind of selfishness is not in the life of Paul. Thank the Lord. Praise God that he has no uh, selfishness in his life. So again, the Lord did not answer his prayer. So it's just that he, he delight in the grace of God, the sufficiency of God's grace in his life. And you see here, um, we may experience that God's grace um, is sufficient for every need, not only to enable us to get through difficult situations, but when difficult situations will come and the, God, uh, the, the grace of God into our life, we will just, you know, live a life triumphantly for him and we will take a look at this um, you know um, there are three main thoughts in this passage from verses 1 to 10 and we'll take a look at this one by one from verse number 7 to start with 2nd Corinthians 12 in verse number 7 it says here unless I should be exalted above measure though uh, through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. You see, this is just will tell us that every Christian, every person, and most especially if you are a Christian, you believe in God, you are saved, you are bound to go to heaven, but you are still here on this earth. Every Christian on this earth will experience trial and testing. We cannot get away with it embrace it because there's no way that we can really get away with it first because this is common experience of all people trials and testing and secondly um, because this is the common experience especially to uh, all Christians if you are saved if you are uh, a child of God then you will experience this the Bible says in in Philippians chapter 1 verse number 29 Philippians chapter 1, verse number 29. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe in Him or on Him, but also to suffer for His sake. You see, if you go back to verse number 7 of our previous text, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 7, you will find the Apostle Paul 
tells us about the very hard trial he experienced in this life. Very hard trials he is facing at that very moment. He is facing a very difficult... He's still active in serving the Lord. He's still active in going out, reaching people to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's still active in encouraging Christians and churches. He travels all around. And then he has this infirmity in the flesh. He has the thorn. He has a thorn in the flesh. Again, what is this thorn in the flesh? I'll tell you, this thorn of the flesh is actually... Um, um, this is, this is um, the nature of his suffering is actually this thorn of the flesh. Maybe sometimes we imagine that this is not, this is imaginary. This is something else that really is happening in the life of Paul. No, no, that is, that is uh, literal. It was real. It's not imaginary. And um, that thorn of the flesh that Apostle Paul is speaking to, um, it, it, it is not recurring carnal desire as, as every man has, but rather, um, you know, um, the Apostle Paul is sharing that um, to his fellow uh, believer uh, because, you know, he experienced really physical infirmity. It is physical. Something that really bothered bothers him when he moves something really that maybe you know slowed him down when when he do some uh, uh, work in the ministry so this is this is something real and not imaginary why because the apostle paul would not have glory that infirmity if it is not you know um, real and in second corinthians chapter 12 verse number 9 uh, said this Second Corinthians twelve nine, and he said unto me, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to Paul, and and the Lord said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And this is Paul's uh, response to this. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. The reason why he wants to be weak in the flesh, this is weakness in the flesh. This is infirmity. That means your flesh is really, you will, have, you will struggle to get up. You will struggle maybe to, to get to the toilet. You will have struggled to go to the shower. You have struggled maybe to swallow. You, you have struggled to, you know, this is really hard life. This is not the kind of uh, Anika's hard life. This is real hard life. You know, Anika in, in the Philippines, in, there was only one toilet in the in the Airbnb. Nice, beautiful house, two-story, uh, four bedrooms, but there's only one toilet. And someone is using the toilet, and Anika knocked on the door, could not go in because someone's inside. He, she ran upstairs, looked for the toilet, there's no other toilet. She ran downstairs, Mom, where's the other toilet? There's only one toilet. Only one toilet? This is hard life. Now, Apostle Paul has real hard life. This is real. So, he has handicap. He has infirmity. He has weakness. And now he still has ministry. He still has to go to these people that maybe he booked already. Oh, I will visit you today. Oh, I, I will come to this church. I, I, will, I will speak to this ministry, um, um, this congregation. Uh, he has all this lined up already and his schedule is full. And yet he has all these infirmities. He really has something that 
you know, this is this is hard. This is impossible for me to do. But I will tell you, he loves it. The Apostle Paul loves it. Instead of us, you know, we will, we will throw a tantrum. We will complain to God when you are very busy in working for the work of the Lord and then someone, the Lord allowed someone to stop you from doing what you want to do for the Lord. And then that person that would stop you from doing the things of the Lord will, you know, uh, um, succeed in doing so. And then you are, you are, um, you know, um, you are being, being taken and you cannot do the things of the Lord and you'll be, you'll be upset in your heart. You want to serve the Lord and uh, there's, there's someone stopping you and then the Lord did not do anything. The Lord did not do anything to stop this person so that we can continue the, the work of the Lord and you will complain to God. Not with Paul. The Apostle Paul did not complain to God. He just allowed it. And in fact, what you can really find here is that he takes the joy. He takes the glory. He loves it. He loves it when, when, when life has become even harder. It's already hard to do in the ministry if you are like fit and, and, and strong and you have no problems with your health. It's already hard. Plus the infirmity of the flesh. But the Apostle Paul, you know, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. For what purpose? Why he did that? And he wanted that. Why? So that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What a different kind of person is this. It's very different type of Christian. The Apostle Paul is so different. All of us would argue with this in our prayer to God. Lord, why are you doing this to me? Lord, um, why you are you not answering my prayer? I'm doing this for you. Lord, I'm doing everything for you. And now, why is this, Lord, that you are not helping me? Oh, that is a very, you know, um, um, as if you, are, you know better than the Lord. A lot of Christians, they think that they know better than the Lord. Apostle Paul, no. He, he just leave it on the Lord. Um, my body is weak. And I have this infirmity. Um, uh, you allowed me to go through with this. Lord, I will take it. But by your grace, enable me to fulfill my promise. And when he does, that is where, Lord, I was able to do that because of you. <laughs> it's because of you. You see, what, 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 what glory the Lord can get from that is great glory. Because the person could not do it by his own might. But the Lord, you know, provided the glory that he needs. I will tell you, my friend, the same thing we can apply in our Christian life. And you strive to serve the Lord. And then there, are, there is this like, you know, hindrances and something that pulled you back and something that's holding you back to do the things of the Lord. And yet you are determined to do the things of the Lord by all means. And again, if the Lord will allow you, you will rejoice in the Lord. If the Lord does not allow you to fulfill that, still rejoice in the Lord. Lord, you know in my heart, I want to accomplish um, greater things for you, but Lord, only by your grace. Only by your grace. I hope that you will surrender to the, to the will of God rather than our own wills. For many times, we, we do the ministry out of our own will. We are not really um, hitting the, 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 what is the will of God in our lives. We have good plans, but 
You know, God's ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts than our thoughts. If we only begin to understand, you know, that Lord, this is my plan, but I know you have a better plan. I'm willing, Lord, to give up my plan for your plan. That is maturity. That is being mature. If we, if we will not understand that, uh, we are still babe in Christ. We are, still, we are still dependent on milk, not with strong meat in the word of God. You see this infirmity, this weakness, this handicap of Paul. You see, but this is helpful. All these infirmities are helpful to us. And again, Apostle Paul recognized this, that um, we do not know what, what, what really this thorn was. That's a good thing. We do not know what this thorn was because uh, this can be anything. This can be a physical thorn somewhere or, or you have all these boils uh, and, and it's just annoying. It's just something that's holding you back. It's just something that you cannot really do the, the best that you can do as much as you want it because of this thorn that's holding you back. But I will tell you one thing sure in here. In this thorn of the flesh, this is painful. This is painful. I believe Apostle Paul would, would have a shortened hours in sleep. Because this pain would wake him up all the way. Oh Lord, I'm going to preach tomorrow morning. I still have to go for a long walk and then get to the place. And Lord, um, I, might, I might struggle my, in my walk if I cannot sleep well. But Lord, please. I will tell you how much struggle Apostle Paul, you know, why he asked the Lord three times here. He asked the Lord three times because this is really holding him back. This is really, you know, trying to pull him down. And it's not going to, to be good in the ministry and people will, will, will miss some of the messages maybe of Paul because he could not go there. It's just that impossible for him to go there. And, and then, and then he, may, he might have to skip some, some congregation to, um, to serve the Lord. And it's not a good thing to skip or anything uh, like that. But again, it's, it's, that is really um, um, the thing with Paul having these infirmities, the, this called a thorn in the flesh. I will tell you, my friend, this verse number 9 right here, uh, there is this promise of God. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So, these infirmities, this weakness, these um, aches, these pains, you see, that is the nature of this suffering. Now, not just the nature of this suffering of the Apostle Paul, you can also see the purpose, the purpose of his suffering. When unpleasant things happen to us, we normally ask the Lord, Lord, why, why uh, you allow this to happen to me? Why you allow this, Lord, to happen to me? That is our normal question. You serve the Lord, you serve the Lord faithfully, and probably you may think that I serve you, Lord, better than the rest. 
of these people. I spent most of my time, Lord, for not for myself, but for you. And I, I surrender my life to you, Lord. I, I, I leave the things in the world because I want to serve you. But Lord, why you have allowed this to me? Oh, that is a valid question. But actually, as I said, um, when we raise questions like that, um, we, have, we, are, we are trying to question God of why he's doing things the way he does things to you. But I will tell you, my friend, um, the Apostle Paul, um, the good thing with him, the Lord spoke to him and the Lord showed to him the purpose. The Lord showed to him the purpose. In 2 Corinthians um, 12, 7, the Bible says, Unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelation, because he is really close to God, he is always, um, you know, um, spending his time in prayer and talking to God, and reading the Bible and meditate upon the Word of God, and the Lord is His habitation. Like He's coming to the Lord all most often and talking to God most often. And every plan He has, uh, the Lord knows it first and foremost. And everything is, you know, about the things of God. And therefore, you know, the Lord revealed His plan or His way to Paul. This is what God revealed to Paul. Lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation. What is that? Apostle Paul, because of the experiences that he had, he's, he has really attained so much. He's very high. If, if we measure ourselves in our Christian life, and then maybe we, we reach to this height in our Christian life, and some Christians that are so faithful to the Lord may reach up, up this height. And many Christians, they surrender their life to God. They, they give everything to God. And then they, um, they serve the Lord faithfully. And, and they are very effective in their service to the Lord. Maybe they reach this height. But the Apostle Paul is very high. And you know what's, what's going to happen if the person reached so high in his Christian life? That person is susceptible to the temptation of pride and conceit. That is what Apostle Paul recognized in this. He saw this, whoops, a lot of revelation. He, he, he was able to see the third heaven. Not one can, can, can you know, um, you know uh, uh, claim that. Not one of us, seven, eight billion people in this world, not one of us. 8 billion people can confirm or can um, claim that one of us had seen this third heaven. Apostle Paul did. He saw this third heaven and, and he experienced a lot of experience, great experience and the power of God in his life. And you know what will happen? People will look at the Paul as if Paul is now the saint. You know, they will pray to Paul and they will kneel in, in front of Paul because of the stature of Paul spiritually. He's a giant spiritually. Paul is so great, a Christian. There's no one like Paul. And because of that, 
the heart of Paul is susceptible to pride. And that is why he said here in verse number 7. Notice verse number 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest, the reason why? Lest I should be exalted above measure. People might think of him as, wow, this is a super Christian. No, there's no such thing as super Christian. It's just pride. It's just, you know, a prideful heart of a, of a Christian. There's nothing, there's no one that is really, you know, we can, we can say high caliber. Although we say that, I say that. But actually, it's just by the grace of God that these people are being used by God. There is this temptation of pride. Why? If you are in their place, would you think that you are so great? You see, if we say that to someone, that means, oh, we, when we say that to someone, that means if you are in his place, you will think that you are somebody. That is what Apostle Paul is trying to avoid. He tries to avoid all this and he prays the Lord, Lord, thank you. And he is even calling, later on you will see, that the thorn of the flesh is God's gift. Because that one protected Paul from pride. Protected him. Otherwise, if Paul fell into pride, he's gone. Out. Out of the ministry. Cannot be used by God. But thank the Lord that he humbled himself and he was still being able to be used by God because of the thorn of the flesh. You have problems in your life today? Maybe God humbled you. And when God humbles you, Praise the Lord for that because that is God's gift to you. Because God still wants to use you. Because if you rise up into heights, then God cannot use you anymore. And you will be out. So, see, the infirmity is a gift. This is what Paul, you know, saw this. God gave Paul a thorn to keep him humble. In other words, that thorn really is purposeful. And that the Lord knows that Paul is now susceptible to pride. Stop that pride. You know, Paul, I will not allow you to gain that pride of momentum in your life. So we will stop that pride. There you go. And because he is natural man, Apostle Paul, he has this, you know, discomfort uh, and all this. It's not really good when you have discomfort. But the Lord, no, leave it like that, Paul. Leave it like that. And that humbled him. Lord, it's not really by my power. It's not really by my might. It's really by your spirit. So he acknowledged that. Now, you see the purpose of his suffering. We'll see also the source. The source of this suffering. Where did this thorn come from? You know, verse number 7 tells us here that it says, The messenger of Satan. The messenger of Satan. But also you will notice that there is this word that is equivalent to a word gift. And that word is the words, there was given unto me. The word given is a gift. Something, someone gives an item to this person. And now this person is Paul. 
Apostle Paul received this thorn. That thorn, as I said, can be understood as a gift. Now, carefully look at this verse in Philippians again. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 29. Let's consider this verse because and notice the word given here. For unto you it is given there's the word given again. Unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for his sake. It is given. So in other words, the suffering is given. The infirmity is given. The pain is given. Why is that? So that, you know, um, um, you allow it for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake. So we have here, God's thorns are given to us by God. Problems that come to us are given to us by God. We have difficulty. We have trials. They are given to us by God. Amen. Now the response is important. Our response to this. Why? Because all these things happen to us. The Bible says in Romans 8.28, all things work together for them. To, to, uh, all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to His purpose. So there is this, you know, uh, things are happening. And because we understand that all these things, nothing catches God by surprise. Nothing that happened in your life and God said, Oh, oh sorry, I don't, I don't know that it's happening to you. <laughs> no. God knows exactly because everything that happened to us is purposeful. It's calculated. It's all planned by the Lord. So here, the result of the suffering of Paul. What effect did Paul's thorn have upon him? What's the effect of this thorn? You know what? What happened to this thorn? It drove the Apostle Paul to prayer. It drove him to prayer. I'll tell you, I have not prayed so sweet prayer to the Lord. When I had cancer, I really talked to the Lord in a most in a serious manner. Very serious talk. Very serious talk with the Lord. Apostle Paul talked to the Lord and he prayed to God. He prayed because this suffering, this problem really brought Apostle Paul to his knees and begged the Lord three times. He asked the Lord to answer him three times, but all and each time is a no. You see, that reminds me of um, a preacher, uh, Pastor Bob Hughes. Pastor, Pastor Bob Hughes is a missionary to the Philippines where the apostle, I mean, the, 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 the great pastor, as I say, the great pastor, Pastor Jesalba, but actually he's just, by the grace of God, I've, I've been a blessing to so many uh, ministers and ministries. Um, Bob Hughes has been used by God, um, you know, um, extraordinarily by the grace of God. He was... Um, Pastoring in Cebu City for 16 years and went back to the Philippines, oh no, sorry, to the U.S. Uh, he went back to the U.S. To, because he was diagnosed with cancer. And I will tell you, um, 
because he was confined in the hospital for many uh, weeks and months, uh, while there in the hospital, he roamed around room for room and went to these uh, um, hospital uh, patients and shared the gospel to these dying patients in the hospital. And he was able to share to, to so many people the great news, the good news of salvation. And um, he, he, he said that in his preaching, um, Carries thou not that we perish. So that last preaching that he made on this earth, I had that, uh, I heard that. So Pastor Bob Hughes gave that testimony and he was glad, he was happy, he was so joyful to the Lord to have the cancer. Because because of his cancer, there's a lot of things happening. He, he, they prayed about the one million Bibles in Cebu and that one million Bibles um, happened because of his cancer because he still moved around the united states to raise the funds and 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 to to print that one million bibles and and uh, it was successful they were able to print one million bibles even though um, he was staying in the in the u.s and the and and the cebu cebu bible baptists was able to receive that one million bibles and distributed it to the churches and people in cebu city and in also in that testimony and preaching of Pastor Bob Hughes, he also mentioned about uh, that one guy, one guy who was so bitter to God, bitter and angry at God uh, because he was 19 years old and um, a, a promising basketball player. He was expected to play in the NBA, but he lost his leg, his leg gone. And he was so bitter and 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 he, he he was so angry at god and all that but when he heard of the preaching of pastor bob Hughes having joy in serving the lord despite of his cancer despite of the agony of his flesh um this 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 man was listening to pastor bob Hughes, and the lord spoke to his heart and 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 from that time the lord healed his bitterness he, the Lord removed the bitterness of the heart of that young man and and for the first time for the first time after after his uh, leg was amputated for the first time he was able to thank God for his one leg you see without the experience of the apostle I mean the, the uh, uh, pastor Babius of cancer he would not be able to encourage people like this who have so much uh, difficulty in this life, so much, uh, you know, pain that they have, um, uh, they are going through. And Bob Hughes was able to um, encourage so many people, uh, despite of his situation, having cancer and, and, and serving uh, the Lord still. You see, this is what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It says that most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You see, we see the suffering. That is point number one, suffering. Now, point number two, the supplication, Paul made. The supplication. We go to 2 Corinthians um, chapter 12, verse number 8. We are told here that Paul prayed about his infirmities. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. 
I besought. That means he really begged. He really asked God seriously. He begged the Lord. And he, he said, um, for, for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. You see, the Apostle Paul prayed about his problem. He prayed so much about his problem. Do you pray about yours? <laughs> Have you prayed to God about the problem that you are facing? Have you come to the Lord and, you know, knock on the throne of grace and ask God for his favor upon your life and answer you in your prayer? You see, the Apostle Paul, he besought the Lord. He begged God. You see, you need to bring your case before the Lord. Do not just rely on other people praying for you. You come and pray to God yourself. Then you will find that answer. You will find that grace of God in your life. And the Lord will heal um, your infirmities maybe in the heart. Here, um, Apostle Paul prayed definitely here with a very specific prayer. I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. He prayed for healing. He prayed definitely of what he wants from God. He prayed it. He prayed, Lord, uh, uh, supply my need. Lord, uh, please heal me <laughs> of, my, of my sickness. Lord, um, uh, help my relationship uh, uh, with my husband or my wife. Lord, help me with my relationship with my children. So those kind specific, go to the Lord and ask God whatever uh, request that you may have. Ask the Lord, Lord, um, help me with, with my studies. Lord, help me with my job. Lord, help me to find the right job for me that will enable me to, uh, to still serve you and come to church and be able to go soul winning, be able to uh, share the gospel. Just be uh, specific in your request to God. Apostle Paul, he was specific. He was very specific in his, uh, in his um, request to God. He prayed definitely and also he prayed earnestly. The word tells us that he besought the Lord. He pleaded with God. Probably he pleaded with tears. Have you got tears? Have you tried to talk to the Lord seriously and then because of the seriousness of your conversation with the Lord, you, you, will, you will shed tears in there? Ask the Lord for favor and mercy and, and you cry before the Lord in your private time of prayer? You know, acquaint yourself with the Lord in, in His presence in your own personal uh, time. In your private time, talk to the Lord and ask the Lord and be serious in your asking even to the point that you may cry this cry. Cry to the Lord. If um, you have need, cry to the Lord. Because Paul here, giving us an example again, he prayed definitely, he prayed earnestly, and he prayed persistently. He prayed persistently because he did not pray to the Lord and, and come to the presence of God and then and cry to the Lord and then get up and then forget about it. No. He came to God and, 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 and present his request to God and prayed to prayed with prayer or with, with tears and then after that there's no answer then went back again and then cried to God and and pray with tears and there's no 
answered and went back again, um, cried to the Lord with tears. In other words, the Apostle Paul, he prayed persistently. He is not easily giving up. I think the third time, the Lord already, uh, the Lord revealed to him what God's purpose in this. That's why he only prayed three times because God already answered him. The answer is no. So he did not pursue because he will just take this an advantage. Okay, Lord, I have this infirmity. Lord, by your grace, I can still do the things that, um, that you laid in my heart to do. I can still go soul winning. I can still get up out of bed yeah. by myself. I can still like help people, Lord, in their, yeah. in their uh, ministry. So that still things are done. On, then at the end of the day, he looked back and said, Lord, it's because of your grace. Amen. It's Amen. only by your grace yeah. that things are accomplished because, Lord, your grace is sufficient. Yeah. See, that is, you know, the, the supplication of Paul. Notice his a prayer here. His prayer was answered. His prayer was answered. Oh, pastor, the Lord said, no, 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 that was an answer. <laughs> and praise the Lord, the Apostle Paul loved that answer. He loved that answer. He said he gloried in his infirmities. When God will say no to you, do not, do not, you know, be discouraged and then, oh, this is what I got. Uh, I, I don't want to come back to church anymore. No, do not do that. Um, grow up. <laughs> grow up. Not everything that we want from the Lord, we can get it from the Lord. But because God knows what we need. He knows what, what, you know, what we need to have in this life. The Apostle Paul, when he prayed, he was so serious about his prayer. He was persistent and he was earnest and he was really definite even in his prayer. But at the end of that prayer, the Lord said no. And sometimes the Lord will answer no. And sometimes the Lord will, will, will say, wait. Lord, please, you know, um, I, I want this. Oh, no, just wait. Sometimes the Lord will say, wait. And sometimes the Lord will say, yes. But again, be, be mindful of the Holy Spirit of God in your life. And then examine yourself, Lord. Um, you have not answered my prayer about this particular prayer, but Lord, just reveal it to me, O oh God. Uh, just give me peace on this. Uh, just give me peace. Just that, that is the attitude of a mature Christian. Not that because you ask the Lord of one thing, one item, and you, cannot, you, you will not allow God to say no. That is not really a mature type of Christian praying. You see, but here, the Apostle Paul got the answer. The answer is no. And the answer was quite differently from what he expects from the Lord. He expects, you know, when you pray, believe that you have that. He expects that. He knows how to pray like that. And he expects prayer uh, that the Lord will answer. But when God showed to Apostle Paul uh, quite differently from what he expected, and he still praised the Lord. He still loved the Lord. You see, the suffering, number two, the supplication, and lastly here, we'll take a look at this. Lastly, the sufficiency of um, um, the blessing that Paul received. The sufficiency Paul received. 
Paul's prayer was answered in the greatest possible way. In what way? By a revelation of the Lord Jesus himself. The revelation of the Lord. The Lord showed himself. I will tell you, um, I can relate this uh, in my personal experience, and I thank the Lord for that, not really because I'm special or... It's just that when I requested the Lord something, and I was craving for something, I was craving for that, very small items, very cheap items, but I was craving for that on that very moment. And the Lord gave me what I have craved for, something that in my view, in my, in my understanding is impossible, even though how cheap was that item, even though how small is that item, and yet in my view is impossible to have, but I pray to the Lord, Lord, I want this. Um, if if uh, you will answer my request, Lord, I would be very glad. And then the Lord answered my prayer. I will tell you, when I look at that, when I see the blessing that the Lord answered my prayer, it was grand. It was something that's so special to me that I, 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 I lost my... I lost my, you know, um, uh, the importance of the item. I lost my appetite of that. I lost my, well, the, you know, the things that why I desired the thing. I was overwhelmed, not of the item being provided by God, but I was overwhelmed of God being God that answered my prayers. The answer of the Lord. Apostle Paul, is. that's what he, that's what he got. The, the prayer of Paul was answered no, but I will tell you what really rejoiced, what what was really rejoicing in his heart, what really the joy that he he get from this uh, um, request is that the Lord Jesus Christ revealed Himself to him. The Lord revealed to him, and that is a blessing in itself. I will tell you when you experience the Lord reveals Himself to you, wow, you will not. You will not care about, you know, if the world will crumble, I will tell you, you, you your, your, um, your heart is so secured in God. You will not be afraid of anything. You will not need of anything. That is, that is the fulfillment of the book of Psalm chapter 23, verse number 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You will not need of anything because the Lord is with you. That is the feeling. When the Lord answered your request, answered your prayer, the things that you are requesting from the Lord will be will 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 shrink, will 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 grow dim, because the Lord answered. That is that is the beauty there. When the Lord answered the prayer, no matter how small you request from the Lord, no matter how small it is that you are asking from the Lord, when the Lord answered, that item is gone. The Lord is the biggest thing that He answered your prayer. The Lord, you answered my prayer. That was really a, a, they call it a game changer. But I will tell you that happened to me. When God answered my prayer, wow. That means I said to myself, Lord, you are real. Lord, you are real. Lord, because you are real, I will go. I, I was so brave. I was, I was really on, I was ready to fight. I was ready to die. I was ready. That is why 
when, when we arrived here in New Zealand, I was, I have no fear by the grace of God, no fear whatsoever. What, what will happen to your family? Yeah, if, if you will do the ministry, who will feed your family? And how are you going to raise your family? I'll tell you, I have no fear about it. When we arrived here, we only, we only came on visitor's visa. I have 30 days, they have 45 days visitor's visa. I cannot work because I have no work entitlement. She, Jinky cannot work because she has no in work entitlement. And who will, you know, who will come here bringing your children or wife who is seven months pregnant, visiting New Zealand with no entitlement to work, and there's no, no, you know, who knows who, who, who will, um, what will happen to you here. But I will tell you, I have no fear whatsoever. I have no fear because I know, I know the Lord. I know the Lord that he will, he will supply, he will provide in whatever way. I do not know what God's ways of provision. I do not know. I cannot tell. But I know the Lord will guide every step of the way. And he did. We arrived. I cannot forget this. We arrived on the 7th of the 7th. That is Tuesday. 7th of the 7th. 7th of July. We stayed in the hotel in the airport because no one can, you know, uh, house us. There are four of us. Jinky was pregnant. Seven months. We stayed in the hotel. I don't have much money. I think I only have 800 at the time. And I rent. I rented a car of the owner of the hotel. He said, "I have old car there. Thirty dollars a day is okay. Okay, I rented that for two days. Thirty dollars a day. Put petrol. Drove to Kelston to church because that was Tuesday evening. We arrived nine o'clock, and Wednesday I must be in the church. I must be in the church." Went to church, met people, and then um, Thursday, on that Wednesday, someone said to Jinky, "Try, try in uh, uh, lab test because they need, they are, they are still maybe looking for people. I think that, that yesterday uh, they were looking for four people. They are still slots, four people slots. But try, who knows? You know, you still have." And then people there, when Jinky arrived, Thursday, there were people in the queue. She has no appointment, she has no papers, nothing. And then she was asked, uh, who, who, who do you want to see? Then she has no idea, she's just, a, she's just read some business card, uh, Janet Wilson. <laughs> Then the, 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 the person in the reception said, okay, I'll try, I'll see if you're lucky. Then she called, told her name, and then, uh, oh, you're lucky because she, she is free to talk to you. And Jinky right there and then was interviewed by, by the manager two days from arrival to New Zealand. Was interviewed by the manager and was accepted by that manager. You see, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because my plan was, okay, we'll go to New Zealand, I will go for work, I will find the work, 
and I will look for that work. Whatever it is, I will, I will do that work. I will tell you, I thought it's easy like that. <laughs> I was really thinking that I can do like that. I will be the one working because Jinky had to deliver the baby here. And then time came that by the grace of God, Jinky got the work visa after many, many days of fighting <laughs> the immigration. We, she got the visa, I got my visa, so that means I can work. I will tell you, I have the entitlement to work. It took me one year to find a job I could not find. <laughs> I could not find a job. You see how, how wrong I was? That when, I, when we get to New Zealand, go for a visit, and I will work, and I will look for that work. And I have those work visa already, I could not find a work. But all of us have no uh, entitlement to work, but the Lord, the Lord really knows, you know, his, his thinking is better than ours. <laughs> you see, sufficiency, the Lord is, the Lord's grace is sufficient. It is sufficient. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. We were so weak, I will tell you. In our family, when we arrived here the first time, we are we have uh, we ran out of money because we came from Australia for one year. We 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 ran out of money. I only have eight hundred dollars, and then no entitlement to work. Me, I have thirty days visa visit visa. Jinky has forty-five days, and the children has forty-five days visit visa. We are so vulnerable. We are we were so weak. But the good thing that we have, we have the Lord that is so strong. Amen. That is the only strong that we have. The strength that we have is the Lord. That is what Apostle Paul said here. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Why we, why we are still here in New Zealand? There's no other thing that we can attribute it to. But the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. It's not really that I'm good. It's not really that Jinky has a good qualification and, and, and good uh, uh, profession. No, no, none of those things. We are still here and we are still depending upon God's grace even until today. But the Lord and His grace is sufficient. It was a powerful sufficiency. He said, my grace my strength you see who's that person that said that the lord that is why it is a powerful sufficiency because it is his strength and it is his grace and it was a personal sufficiency why he said that mine that is personal um he said that's personal he said and uh, uh he said unto me that's personal and my grace that god's also god's person my grace is sufficient for thee. It's personal. Our relationship with God is personal. My relationship, my relationship with my God is my personal relationship. I do not know about my children. But I want to have that relationship also um, uh, between God and my children. I want that. Because me, I have my personal relationship with God. My strength. That is the Lord. That is very personal. See, it was a personal 
um, sufficiency. It is a powerful sufficiency. And it was a present sufficiency. Why it's present sufficiency? Why? Because God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. God did not say, my grace will be sufficient for thee. No, God did not talk about future things. God is talking about the present things. God's sufficient grace is sufficient today. It is today. The grace of God is sufficient today. And it was also plentiful sufficiency. Plentiful. Why is plentiful? Because you, you take a look at the word sufficient. That means you will never lack anything. Because it is sufficient. And God is able to do, to make all grace abound toward you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound unto good works. You see that? The Lord is our sufficiency. The Lord is our provider. And he will never, never fail you. And he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That is our God. The sufficiency of the grace of God. It is a beautiful um, grace of God given to us. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, um, for your sufficiency, for your grace, for the blessing that you give to us, O oh God, without measure, that you will supply the needs of your people, and there is no lacking. There's no lacking, Lord, because um, you know the need of your people. We just praise you, O oh God. We just praise you of your faithfulness to us. You are so faithful, Lord, and we pray that we can, uh, in our own way also, Lord, um, repay your goodness to us, Lord, by way of our uh, surrendering to your will, by way of our obeying of your uh, command, and that, Lord, submitting ourselves to you, Lord, giving our life as a living sacrifice. Bless your people, O oh God. Thank you for uh, this message tonight. And continue, Lord, to speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. <clears throat> all right let's all stand for our final hymn please all the way my savior leads me 422